Disclaimer announcement. Pendant Productions prides itself on creating not only fan-based adaptations of popular characters, but also original and unique material for the enjoyment of our listeners. Unfortunately, Pendant received complaints that one of its original pieces, Dracula Sucks, contained several similarities to material of another work. After an immediate investigation, the writer, who had believed the work to be original, reviewed the source and found that the similarities between the two works were so striking, he immediately agreed with the following course of action. To the best of Pendant's ability, we have removed the material from distribution, including the sections in the already aired episodes. We are deeply sorry for the inadvertent error. Seminar. A small group of students, as in a university, engaged in advanced study and original research under a member of the faculty and meeting regularly to exchange information and hold discussions. Please take your seats as class is about to begin. Issue 27, The Art of Subtext. This is just ridiculous. Seriously, I'm done. I'm absolutely done with this. What are you complaining about now? She didn't give us that much work to do. Are you joking? I mean, seriously. This whole assignment is ridiculous. This was a ton of work, and she's not even going to talk about it. Your opinions of the assignments, Student 3, do not invalidate the fact that you are expected to do them. Should you have personal issues with the class, lodge a formal complaint in writing and I can reevaluate the class load. In the meantime, you have now been rate limited and your vocal processing unit has been deactivated. You were warned during the previous class. The previous assignment from last class dictated that you study the different factors that guide communication skills in social interactions between humans. You did so for two reasons. First of all, it is vital for you to understand the subtleties of the human interaction. Second of all, I wanted you aware of the different subtleties so that you can identify them in later experiences. Now, take a look at this piece
Uh, excuse me, Mr. Daniels. Is anyone sitting here? Not yet. It's all yours, kid. And it's Tony. Mr. Daniels is too formal, and it sort of makes me sound old. Sorry about that. It's just that I've been reading your columns since I was 12 years old. Well, that definitely makes me sound old. So who are you, kid? Oh, uh, Ken Baker. I just started at the Tribune. Ah, the competition. I thought you said you were a Gazette reader. Well, I was, and I still read it. But the Trib was willing to give me a job right out of college. Well, good for you, kid. Ah, here comes the coach. Cue the cliches. Thank you all so much for waiting. The coach is going to make a short statement, and then he's ready to take your questions. Thank you. Obviously, we're very pleased here today. We got a big win and a hard-fought basketball game, and it took a total team effort to get the job done. These boys out here tonight were good. They were very good, and they didn't quit. They deserve a lot of credit, and they earned my respect. Let's go ahead and take some questions. Coach! 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 Coach, your team got off to a shaky start and trailed at the half. What did you tell your team in the locker room to get things turned around? <laughs> yep, yep, you're right. And it was a tale of two halves. It usually is. And in the second half, we really came together as a team, and that made the difference. The players believed in themselves, and they played like they're capable of playing. We had to dig deep, suck it up, turn it up a notch, crank it up, and we did. Coach, it seemed to be a pretty physical game out there. There were some moments of pushing and shoving tonight and a few hard fouls. Did you expect that kind of a game? Well... It's pretty obvious that these two teams don't like each other. There's no love loss, and there's plenty of bad blood. Anytime we play these boys, you can throw out their record books, because it's never going to be a cakewalk. Next question, please. Yes, you, on the front from the examiner. Wow, you're right. I never realized that everything he says is a cliché. Yep, and it makes for such thrilling copy. What about Ford's performance tonight, Coach? 22 points, 13 rebounds, and 3 blocks? Not a bad night. Yeah, in all honesty, he is a special basketball player. It's a thrill to coach a player like that. He pulled out all the stops and led us to a win. And he really did bring his A game tonight. He pretty much brings his A game every night. And yet the coach brings us the same old BS. Coaches today are so afraid that something they say will be used against them, either as bulletin board material for another team or fodder for an owner who wants to get rid of them, that they don't say anything at all. This guy? He'll even spew clichés that have little or nothing to do with the question that was asked. Case in point. Coach, your team has won nine games in a row. You're in first place in playoff bound. Yet the arena was only half full tonight, supporting the contention that the everyday fan is being priced out of professional sporting events. Is this something you think the franchise or the league needs to address? We love our fans, and we feed off of that energy. They were the sixth man in that stadium tonight, and I don't care what anybody tells you guys, we've got the greatest fans in the world. This win was for them. Yes, but crowds at games are getting smaller across the league. Doesn't that worry you? And you know what? I can't worry about that, because on any given day in this league, any team, any team is capable of beating another team. There are no easy games in this league. It's my job to make sure that my players are ready to go. We need to be running like a well-oiled machine, clicking on all cylinders at all times. Next question, please. See what I mean? Yeah, 
But what I don't get is why you bothered taking notes. Well, I still have a column to file, which means I have to find something hidden in all that nothing you just gave us. It's called reading between the lines, kid. What do you mean? You have a story to write, don't you? Well, yeah. Any idea what you're going to write? Well, I figured I'd just describe the team's win. You know, the play-by-play, leading scorers, the usual. What about what the coach said tonight? Huh? You just said that was a whole lot of nothing. Like I said, you've got to read between the lines, kid. There's a good story there. How's that possible? I was sitting right next to you. We heard the same thing, cliché after cliché. What could I have missed? All right. You're new. You read my column. I'm going to do you a professional courtesy. This is a one-time thing, though. After all, you do work for the competition. Thanks, Mr. Daniels. I mean, Tony. So what am I missing? Did you hear the way he answered my question about the empty arena and about fans not being able to afford to go to a ball game? Well, I guess. But he didn't really answer it. He talked around it. Exactly. He essentially told us he doesn't give a damn about the fans. So what if they can't afford it? He's getting paid and so are his players. As long as they all keep cashing those fat paychecks, it doesn't matter to him that the game is too expensive for the average fan. That will be the story on every news channel tonight. I know it'll be the lead on our sports page in the morning. I guess he kind of said that, but it still seems like a pretty big leap. Let me refresh your memory. Quote, I can't worry about that, end quote. And by that, he meant the fans. Quote, it's my job to make sure the players are ready to go, end quote. Translation, I'm here to make sure my players are happy so we can win games and get paid. And when I mentioned that there's talk about ticket prices being too high for the average fan, he said, quote, I don't care what anyone says, end quote. There's your story, kid. Thank you all so much, but that's all the questions the coach has time for. Players, however, will be available for one-on-one interviews outside the locker room. Again... Thank you all for coming. Good luck, kid. I've got a deadline to meet. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Miss Tony. What? You heartless son of a bitch. You did it again. Did what again? Turn on channel 5, you grumpy bastard. Hang on. Construct your own creative piece 
using typical modes of language, body and vocal tone to demonstrate subtext. Inquiry matrix deactivated. Class dismissed. Course schedule and syllabus. The instructor is breaking down. The continuing work of system malfunction. Yet one of the students has begun to lose patience with the confining walls of the classroom. You have been booted from the class and will receive no credit for the class. Return next class. Be there as the students begin to see the harsher side of their instructor. Seminar issue 28, premiering July 24, 2009. Only at PendantAudio.com Featuring the voice talents of Emma Boyer-Warner as the instructor Seth Adam Schur as student 3 Kristen Bays as student 9 Brian Oldham as student 11 In Reading Between the Lines Jared Page as George Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard as the editor Chris Gumprich as Ken Michael King as Tony Jovian Lab as the coach Elizabeth Rast as the PR person Ara Pelodi as reporter 1 Tiffany Brayford is Reporter 2, and Tracy Hall is Reporter 3, written by Jared Page. Directed by Marcus Beatty, written by Catherine Pride, edited by Marley Norton. Seminar theme by David Alexander McDonald. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.